0: Hey there, I'm Lucas Fitz. If you know me, you know two things to be true. I love a good pair of denim and I'm always here for the stories. When I first got into the heritage goods movement and buying intentionally, I looked to American Field as an industry leader in connecting cool brands to cool consumers. There's nothing better than hearing the story behind how a big idea grew into a business. Now, we're bringing it online and inviting you to join in the conversation, whether you're watching or listening along from wherever you call home. I'll be hosting these fireside chats, intimate, personal looks at the inner workings of some of our favorite brands on our AF network. So sit down, grab a whiskey or coffee or beer, and ride along as we shine the spotlight on real people and real stories. This is AF Fireside. Today's episode is brought to you by The Dairy Block, a vibrant, walkable microdistrict in the heart of lower downtown Denver. Experience the Front Range's most inspiring retailers, food and beverage purveyors, an urban office concept alongside the Maven Hotel. Dairy block, a distinctly crafted destination found. Hey there. Welcome back to AF Fireside. Uh, I hope you got your running shoes on today. We're gonna get uh tone tan fit and ready talking to Travis, who's the co-founder of York Athletics. Travis, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Before we hit record, uh, we we established that we're we're kind of neighbors to some degree. Uh, you live up in New Hampshire. I do. I live in Manchester, New Hampshire, full- time. very cool. And is that where the brand is based? The brand the brand was founded here. Uh,
1: our current headquarters is in Boston.
0: Cool. very cool. So are you uh, are you still kind of in a transitional making the commute mode from pandemic era? Yeah, we're pretty much remote at the moment, Uh, and we all get together for various uh,
1: brainstorms or uh, photo capture or shoots or things along those lines. But thankfully, all of us that work at the brand uh, are pretty well-versed in technology and comfortable kind of working from afar. So, And we're a small, nimble team, so we're able to stay pretty collaborative still. That's kind of
0: where it's at, huh?
1: It is. I think there's going to be some sort of balance that carries on for the future. So obviously with footwear, you know, touching it, feeling it, wearing it uh, is critical. So uh, there's going to be certain aspects that will always be in person and collaborative and us together and uh, doing things. But certainly a lot of the day to day running of the business can be done from wherever we feel like.
0: Totally. So walk me through how you got here. How did you how did you become a founder of a footwear company?
1: Sure. So, uh, York athletics is actually the third generation of my family's company. Wow. So generation, well, there's, one, there's that, there's that, <laughs> that, that answers um, that. There, well, well yes and no. Cause I mean, I, we call it the third generation, but it's three mm-hmm. very different generations. Sure. Uh, the business was reinvented each time and had different family members or partners each time. So first generation manufactured, uh, athletic footwear. So, in fact, the building I'm sitting in, uh, which my brothers and I recently bought, brought back, um, was where they originally manufactured uh, shoes um, from 1963 to 1980. And it was mostly athletic shoes, uh, cleats, ice skates, uh, uh, bowling shoes, uh, and they made them for a lot of prominent athletes back in the day. Uh, When manufacturing went overseas, there was an outlet store that sold all the overflow footwear. Um, And my parents turned that outlet store as generation two into a sporting goods store. And it served New Hampshire and, you know, the schools, teams and leagues in New Hampshire for 40 something years before they chose to retire uh, in 2018. Not long before they chose to retire. There's five boys in my family. And one would have assumed they would have perhaps groomed one of us to take over the family sporting goods store. But I think they were savvy enough to see that like mom and pop sporting goods stores, um, we're going to have a hard time competing against online retailers and the bigger players that were out there. And so each of us started our own career. Um, So I happen to be uh, owner of a holding company that owns creative businesses. Uh, sure. And so I have a marketing and advertising agency in the mix, a television production company in the mix, and a number of others that when we are able to position, package and promote inanimate objects, mm-hmm. um, we're able to do great things with it. And so we realized our parents weren't likely to retire unless we figured out where the third generation was going to be. Um, and so fortunately, we had some family friends, uh, the McGarry's, Mark and Elizabeth, he came from footwear. He was an executive at Puma, and she's a fashion designer. And so my brothers and I came together with them to figure out what could the third generation be. Um, and at that point, we were pretty open to whether it was going to be apparel, uh, whether it was going to be more performance, more fashion. We just knew it had to have something to do with athletics and tie in the family story and the heritage. And I, I was really excited when we rallied around the idea of performance footwear in uh, a D2c model. Um, we knew it was going to be challenging, but it was most authentic to what we were excited about doing. Um, and candidly we had the best kind of skills and resources around us to do it. And so that's what we launched in uh, 2016 and more officially in 2017 when
0: we opened it up to, to the world. Cool. The way you describe that? I feel like there's like a like an '80s action movie montage that goes around with it. Like, it's like we're getting <laughs> we're getting the team together.
1: There so, could so, be. I
0: yeah. love it. Let Let me ask you this candidly. You You have a lot going on. Is Is York like the fun thing
1: in your life? Thankfully, I have many fun things in my nice. life, but it nice. is it is definitely one of the most fun things. Uh, cool. Because of the fact, first of all, the operating team. Uh, that is running the day-to-day of York, who you know I'm really overseeing and collaborating with, but they're the ones largely running the show, sure. are a joy to work with. They're really talented, really creative, um, really savvy and nimble uh, at what they do, and just really passionate about it. Uh, cool. And then for me to be able to essentially uh, continue the family legacy and tell a story through a brand and use these really awesome shoes that You know, our fingerprints are all over and have been inspired by previous generations. And then, I mean, just yesterday I got a story uh, from somebody who, you know, uh, was talking about how the shoes, when he wears them, inspires him to be better every day and be a good uh, uncle for his nieces who are sick and, you know, different things. You get these like stories and it's like, wow, we're making an impact that's way bigger or different than just a
0: pair of shoes on somebody's feet. And yeah. so
1: that's, that's cool and fun.
0: Yeah. It's all about the thank you card, huh? It's like, yeah, there's nothing. realize They mean a lot, especially,
1: yeah. you know, for a brand like ours, that's, that's relatively small. And we read all that stuff. Like it really motivates you when you get things like that. And so I appreciate it when people ta-
0: take the time to do it. Totally. So do you, do you identify or self-identify as an entrepreneur?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if somebody that asks, seems, i say I'm a, I'm a creative entrepreneur. Cool. So gonna, way seem, I, I seems obvious. That. Yeah. Original thinking with responsible risk-taking. Uh, that's, okay. that's what I do. And that's what I inspire others to do. And um, ultimately that's uh, what makes York athletics successful is, is those philosophies uh, being kind of the rabble rouser brand in a big competitive space um,
0: is what's serving us well. This very New Hampshire review.
1: Live for or die, j- man. J-
0: just the word rabble rouser is a very yep, New Hampshire yep. review. You're, you're showing, you're showing that side.
1: <laughs> yes, it's so, definitely an independent spirit to what we do.
0: So you've had, uh, you've had this kind of entrepreneurial experience in a bunch of different industries. Uh, what's different about this time around? InfoWare? Yeah. Um, well, footwear is challenging.
1: Uh, there's a number of things that make it incredibly challenging. So, so, There's really only two significant uh, buckets of spending, you know, beyond the operating team and the basic infrastructure, product Mm -hmm. and paid marketing. And both of them are linked to each other, obviously, and both are very expensive. And so on the product side, you're essentially trying to predict what people are going to want to wear, you know, in a product cycle, it could be, you know, six months to a year. Yeah. Um And you're not only trying to predict the style and the trend, but you're trying to predict how many males versus females might buy them, what sizes they might be. Um, and of course, how many you're going to want to or, or need to be able to sell. Um, so that is an incredible challenge as it relates to having this physical, tangible product with a long lead time uh, or long-ish lead time, um, and the fact that we're doing so much of it direct to consumer on our own website, you don't have some of those bigger wholesale orders uh, or things that are helping to drive your uh, predictions of volume. Sure. So I always say to the team, we're starting at zero every day, you yeah. know, and, and, and every pair we sell uh, makes a difference. And the more predictable we can get, uh, the more sustainable we'll be able to be. And, and the more we can uh, accelerate our growth
0: accordingly. So you're telling me you can't predict the future?
1: I wish, man. <laughs> like, even when you think you can, you realize you can't.
0: Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that's
1: most challenging is you'll hit hot streaks and it'll go really, really well. And it's hard to figure out exactly why you just hit that hot streak. And then you'll hit periods where it's a little slower going and it's really hard to figure out. And, you know, so much of it is because we're relatively early stage. Like our Mm -hmm. current customer base isn't large enough to, um, scale us the way that we want. So we have a very, with our engaged audience, our repeat purchase rate is really high. Our reviews are incredibly high. We've been recognized by all kinds of publications, but it's all about new customers. And, uh, that's, a tough thing to predict how many new customers are you going to get when and of course there's mechanisms for doing it and you know we have all the tools and the systems in place but um it it's not easy and in the competitive environment we're playing in and with the headwinds against uh you know some of the social media uh channels and things it, it it's harder every day but uh at the end of the day it's the quality of the product and the story that's going to keep our brand relevant and, and driving forward with the positioning that makes us different than others.
0: Totally. So I want to go back to kind of the, what you were talking about the product creation and, you know, predicting style, predicting trend. What are the things uh, for York that stay evergreen regardless of the things that change?
1: Sure. So uh, we, we try to say we want to have a somewhat timeless product and so the way we did that is we actually looked to the past. There were a lot of things related to the type of leathers we may be used or the kind of stitching that were used in the product, even the, the profile of a product that actually were the design cues that drove what we are currently creating for a product. And we're very intentionally minimalist. Um, and when I say minimalist, it's uh, uh everything from just the design elements, uh, but also the the profile is a relatively low profile and we don't have a lot of big loud colors or big over branding. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really catering to an audience that's less about like putting a brand on their sleeve or on their sure. shoe in our case and 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 being recognized for you know it, this is really much more a kind of the non-conformist, Everyday fighter, everyday athlete um, who, who wants something that's highly high performance uh, that they can wear when they're working out or doing their thing, but also really versatile um, and, and that they can wear to the gym or to work or out to dinner afterwards. And so, in order to do that, the, the product has to have a, a look and feel um, that, that can enable that to happen. So, the non negotiables with the product are the min- minimalist style the um the the desirable color palettes uh no flashy branding uh and then there are certain things that we're we're becoming known for there's always a pull tab on the back of our shoe which is actually where our branding exists um our core styles the henry and the frank uh if if you if you look at them they're very uh defined in their look like if once you know them and you see them around, you'll know they're the Henry and the Frank. Uh, but I'd like to think that if you were wearing those shoes 10 years from now, uh, you wouldn't be entirely out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something we try to keep in mind. And so we're not trying to set the trend or beat a trend or, or be a true lifestyle brand in that sense. We're also not like going crazy in R and D and, 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 you know, elite athlete performance and things like that. We're kind of firmly in the middle of those two things, which is a bit unusual for our category.
0: Sure. Are these things that you've kind of figured out over time? I mean, it hasn't been all that long, you know, you, uh, it, the it brand's been, been around for a really long time, but, but this, I like the way you describe this as kind of a new generation and new start. It, are, are these things that you, have just kind of picked over, picked up over the last couple of years? Or, or how do you decide these rules?
1: Yes and no. I mean, in some ways, I think these wor- rules are like life rules for me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. or, or, or just okay. overall philosophies. Like, yeah. like, I truly believe that brands that can tell an authentic story are much stronger than brands that can't. Mm-hmm. Um, brands that have a high quality product that has some craftsmanship to it um, you know, and, and really pays attention to detail uh, is something that typically sells better and is more intriguing. Um, you know, a brand or a company that pushes against the tide and 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 is willing to be responsibly disruptive. Um, so so I mean, all these aspects uh apply to York and are being uh brought to life very aggressively through York Athletics, but in a lot of ways, I, I view you know as a, as a career marketer and brand person. Um, when you have those ingredients, you're you're more likely to have a successful brand and company anyway. Um, so it really, it wasn't like we had to uh, overly guess at anything because it was like these are the principles we're going to stand for. These are what's our, our authentic to our family and the history of this brand. And these are the types of products and things that we think are most relevant to us and our audience. So let's just manifest that self itself in a shoe, <laughs> you know, totally.
0: yeah. um, and so that's what we did. It's funny that it, I feel like, uh, in now having these conversations both on the record and off the record with lots of people from lots of different brands, uh, more often than not, there are you know, when you look at a founder, there's marketing people and there's product people. Yes, You know, there, it's, there's, two, there's two different kinds. not to say they can't coexist or that you can't be 75, 25 or whatever, but clearly you, you come from a world where you know how to tell the story, you know? Correct. And, that, and that's so, so, so important. I'm wondering what was, what's been hard for you? Like, where has where the learning curve been in terms of this new industry that you're in?
1: Well, you're hitting the nail on the head. It's on the product side. So there's a reason, you know, one of our co-founders was Mark McGarry as a product guy from Puma. Um, He was the one who really helped bring this vision and idea to life through a tangible quality product that met the expectations of what we wanted. So the very first thing that we collaborated on, once we defined what the product was going to be and what the brand position was going to be, um, was the last for the shoe. So Mm -hmm. the last is the mold that all the shoes are built on, and so, that was where we made a significant investment. Found the best last maker in the world. You know the the, the he's an older uh, gentleman who has made last for Princess Diana's wedding to, see oh, cool. you know some of the major brands and and bigger you know shoe companies, and it was for us all about fit. We wanted to be, because we knew we were starting from scratch. We knew we could have a product that was consistent across all models, all sizes. And if we nailed this last and made it so that we had a shoe that was more comfortable on a wider range of people's feet than more tailored to a smaller range of people's feet, Mm -hmm. um, then that would suit us well over time. And so In some ways, I think we were a bit lucky with the last we created, you know, when you throw on a pair of York athletics, they're all true to size because they've all been built off the same uh, last or slight variations of the last. They're incredibly consistent. They require very little break in, which to me was, was, was new. Like I wear a lot of boots and a lot of shoes that require like pretty significant break in. Uh, before yeah, they're yeah. really comfortable and you get blisters and, you know, this and that York athletics, you know, most people throw them on in that first day, they feel pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then within a few days, they're really comfortable. And then within not long after that, they want more of them and that's all they end up wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we take a lot of pride in that. The key is just getting more people to try it and uh, be aware of it.
0: Totally. That's probably, uh, well, I guess I'm not going to make assumptions. Let me, let me ask, how was that phenomenon over the pandemic for you?
1: It was tough. Uh, it was tough for a few reasons. When the pandemic hit, we were very heavily focused on trainers and gyms. Um, okay. The best ambassadors we had were trainers. Um, people who were inspiring others to be their best selves. And, uh, you know, we were finding that uh, they were a great mechanism to get the shoes on and uh, be the faces of our brand. And ultimately, you know, we realized that if we could prove that we could uh, excel in a gym environment, then the lifestyle side of it would come naturally. And so um, we weren't focusing as heavily on the comfort or the lifestyle side at that point. So when gyms closed down, uh, it became challenging. Um, Secondarily is we had started to, right at the very beginning of the pandemic, right before it happened, we had started to diversify our product a bit. Uh, The Henry and the Frank were our two first products, both hit products. We launched a recovery shoe called the Gale, which is much more of a comfort-based shoe to wear after you recover. And it caught on pretty heavy in the healthcare community uh, when the pandemic started. Um, It's a very comfortable shoe for nurses to wear, doctors to wear. And so we actually came up with a a fight from home campaign where if you bought a pair of those shoes, we would gift one to a frontline worker. Um, What was great about that is it kept our awareness up, got us on the feet of a lot of new people. What was challenging about that is, I mean, it's basically 50% off. Um, so you're, you're hurting your margin a bit. And then it, it's, a, it's not really our core product that speaks to our core brand. So it was putting shoes on lots of people that may or may not turn out to be you know, lifelong York Athletics customers. Sure. Um, so, and then the third thing I would say is the supply chain was getting really challenging. Sure. So we bought a ton of product. Um, so the good news is, we have a ton of product and nice. that, that we couldn't get if we were trying to get it right now. Sure. The bad it's not news sitting is, on
0: a ship uh, trapped in a canal no, somewhere in Africa. No. Yeah. And it, and it
1: would have been. The bad yeah. news is we have a ton of product.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, well, so happy holidays. Words,
1: we right the so, so it's going to end up being a, 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 a smart decision. Sure. Um, and I'm glad we did it, frankly, because, You know, you're hearing all these horror stories about getting product and prices getting jacked up and all that kind of stuff. Um, But now it's a matter of, uh, you know, finding enough new customers who are going to love our brand to, to 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 keep this momentum going like we need it to go. So we got through the pandemic, not without our our bruises. Um, and again, I think some of the things that happened as a result will turn out to be, uh, good for us. Um, Mm -hmm. but we're in that kind of pivot point now to kind of come out the other side of it.
0: Sure. It's hard to, hard to see the other side when, when you're in it, but I think that, uh, outside perspective, it's better to have it than not to have it. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I think what what is definitely accelerating for us is the recognition that the balance between performance and lifestyle is really what we need to like, you know, hammer home a bit more. Yeah. And although we are a performance product, it's definitely more versatile than just a gym shoe or just a training. Totally. And so I I think that's, this is helping us, you know, refine that.
0: Totally. I think that people are valuing that mindset in general more now than they were two years ago anyway.
1: I would agree. And I, I think that the agree. the
0: brands that uh, create products and create, uh, you know, lifestyles that echo that, that's, that's where it's at.
1: Right. And there are certain customers who desire that, you know, they yep. want brands that are coming from companies with certain values and philosophies, um, And, and, and ours are going to relate to some and not to others, but it's just finding those people that fit, you know, our kind of community that is key.
0: Love it. Well, I, uh, I'll, I'll speak for everybody and say that, uh, we have a community of, of people that think that way, that definitely you're going to want to keep in touch with York. Where is the best place for people to follow up and learn more about the brand?
1: Well, our website is where we sell uh, a majority of our products. So it's yorkathleticsmfg.com. But we are also, uh, we just uh, got picked up on Zappos. Oh, cool. um, and we are going to be launching in a select few strategic wholesale accounts in major cities. So yep. keep an eye out for that uh, as time goes on here
0: very cool awesome well we will definitely keep in touch we'll definitely keep our uh keep our finger on the pulse of everything going on at york and in the meantime we'll uh just adopt that independent spirit
1: yes thanks for having me it's i, I only love way. a lot of the brands you're all supporting so awesome uh, thanks it's man cool yeah, it's
0: a it's, it. a it's a it's a good group it's a good good gang to hang out with awesome thank you awesome we'll, we'll keep in touch huh absolutely talk soon sounds good thank you I'm Lucas Fitz and this is AF Fireside. To learn more about all the brands featured on the podcast, check out fireside.shopaf.co. And don't forget to subscribe to us on your streaming platform of choice. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by The Dairy Block, a vibrant walkable micro district in the heart of lower downtown Denver. Experience the Front Range's most inspiring retailers, food and beverage purveyors, an urban office concept alongside the Maven Hotel. Dairy block, a distinctly crafted destination found